Hi, and welcome to The Hero's Journey, a podcast that highlights resilience and honors the changes that we experience and how we persevere. My name is Emily. I'm a certified well-being educator, and I'm happy to bring you the first episode of Hero's Journey, and we're at UC San Diego. On this episode of Hero's Journey, we'll be discussing drugs, alcohol, addiction, and recovery with the Collegiate Recovery Coordinator for Tritons and Recovery. This episode's topic is one that I have personal experience with, so we hope that you can grow and learn something from listening. So thanks for coming on the podcast, Morgan. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Morgan Humberger, and I'm the Collegiate Recovery Coordinator here at UC San Diego. I've been working in the recovery field since I was an undergrad, and I've worked as a recovery peer support, a substance counselor, and now I'm thankful to be working as the Collegiate Recovery Coordinator here. That's awesome. Can you tell us what are some risk factors for addiction? I know that one of them is genetic, and there is a support group for those affected by their parents with a substance use disorder called ACA, or Adult Children of Alcoholics. Yeah, so some risk factors for addiction include things like a trauma history, life stressors, and in some cases, substance use disorders can be genetic. People with a family history can be predisposed to developing a substance use disorder, but that doesn't mean that everybody who has a parent with an alcohol use disorder is going to develop an alcohol use disorder themselves. It's still important to be mindful of family history, though. I'm glad you brought up adult children of alcoholics. There's actually a few more support groups for family and friends, such as Al-Anon and Smart Recovery's Friends and Family Meeting. Triton's Recovery is going to be hosting weekly friends and family meetings at noon on Wednesday starting in the fall. It'll be a space to receive support and practice tools to cope with emotionally challenging situations in a healthy and productive way. That's amazing. I'm glad there's a space like that on campus. Can you tell us what addiction and recovery is? Yeah, so addiction is actually a brain disease that changes how the brain functions and influences a person's behavior. People don't choose to become addicted, and for many, it's an unhealthy coping mechanism that they use for unresolved problems. Recovery, on the other hand, is a process of overcoming that disease through creating healthy habits, learning coping skills, and developing a balanced lifestyle. Right. Now, what are some misconceptions that people have about someone going through recovery? I think one of the biggest misconceptions that, about recovery is that the process is the same for everybody. Recovery looks different for every person. Some people can quit a substance cold turkey and others need to decrease under medical supervision or take a more harm reduction approach. For some, 12-step meetings are their pathway to recovery and others, it's smart recovery or individual therapy. Each recovery journey is unique to the individual and recovery doesn't have a one-size-fits-all model. Right, so people with a substance use disorder know already what they're doing is self-destructive. So what motivates someone to finally go get help? There's actually stages that people go through before committing to recovery. Some people may not recognize that their behavior is self-destructive. Some may know, but are feeling more ambivalent about it. And others may know and are working through small changes to fix it. As I said before, recovery is a process that looks different for everybody. But it is important to understand that people don't need to hit rock bottom to get help. 
but they do have to find the motivation within themselves to make those changes. Yeah, so the motivation has to come for them, right? They have to do it for themselves, for anyone else. Yeah, I mean, motivators can be friends and family members, but the actual motivation to make the changes has to come from them. Right. Now, what challenges do people face during recovery? I think one of the biggest challenges people face in early recovery is isolation. The social situations they attended before could be too risky for their recovery if alcohol or other substances are around. But, you know, finding a community of people in recovery or friends who are committed to being substance free around them is a really great place to start for overcoming these obstacles because recovery doesn't have to be lonely. Yes, I couldn't agree more. It is so important to use these resources if you want to recover because you can't do it alone. You need support from your friends and family. Yeah, and that's where, you know, these recovery communities come into play. They're super important. I know that in the past, some of the recovery communities that I've been a part of have gone to things like music festivals and clubs within the sober group so that you're with people who have similar backgrounds, uh, but who still want to enjoy that same social interaction that you get from festivals, clubs, sober tailgating, and things like that. Yeah, and not everyone who wants to stay sober had a um, substance use disorder before. Maybe they just want to stay sober, you know? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are social drinkers and people feel out of place being the only one not drinking. You know, I've had close family members bring non-alcoholic drinks to family events just to have something in their hand. I'm so glad that you brought up non-alcoholic drinks. Sometimes substance exposure is inevitable. And if you feel out of place not having a drink at your hand in your hand, um, there's a lot of really good options. So you've got like your NA beers, your non-alcoholic beers, and there's plenty of mocktail recipes that you can find that honestly, you know, look and taste just like a lot of the alcoholic beverages that you can get at bars and parties. They just don't have the alcohol. So you still get that drink in your hand. You still get that social experience, but you don't have all the side effects of alcohol. Awesome. Um, How do you support someone that you know is going through recovery? My advice to someone who has a friend or family member in recovery is to be supportive and empathetic. Remember to use person-first language and learn about the recovery pathway. Learn about 12-step if 12-step is the route that they're taking. Learn about smart recovery if that's what they want to do. And if they're, you know, going into individual therapy, kind of see what's going on and, you know, ask them what support they may need from you. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Just ask them, you know. Um, Can you tell me, though, what is person-first language? So person-first language is whenever you're taking the person and not seeing them as their condition. You're seeing them as a person with a condition. So there's a great deal of stigma around addiction itself. Uh, terms Terms like addict and alcoholic have been shown to have a negative connotation. And since substance use disorders are a medical condition, using person-first language, such as person with a substance use disorder, person with an opioid use disorder, person with alcohol use disorder, and things like that, decreases the stigma around addiction. 
It reminds people that someone struggling with an addiction is a person with a condition rather than that condition being the person's whole identity. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, could you tell our audience more about the Triton Recovery Group? Absolutely. So Triton's in Recovery is the collegiate recovery program here on campus. It's a community of students in recovery who are provide support and connection to one another through recovery meetings, peer networking, and attending substance-free social events. Currently, we're running a weekly smart recovery meeting Mondays at noon over Zoom. And in the fall, we're gonna be hosting multiple recovery meetings like smart recovery, 12-step, the friends and family meeting, and an all recovery meeting, as well as some sober social supports and ways to get connected with other people in recovery here on campus. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot of different meeting types. Can you tell me what those different meetings are about? Absolutely. So I had already mentioned that the friends and family meeting is a meeting for friends and family members of people with a substance use disorder to learn how to cope and handle some of the emotional turbulence that comes um, with those kinds of situations. But we also have Smart Recovery, that's a mutual support meeting that focuses on four key points to attaining recovery. And these points are building and maintaining the motivation to change, coping with the urges to use, managing thoughts, feelings, and behaviors in an effective way without addictive behaviors, and living a balanced, positive, and healthy lifestyle. These meetings are led by a certified facilitator like myself, and they teach the tools and the skills that you need for a balanced lifestyle and recovery. We also have a 12-step meeting, which is a fellowship of students who meet to attain and maintain sobriety through sharing their experience, strength, and hope. It's a safe spiritual program to find a community of people in recovery through action based on service. And then lastly, we have our all recovery meeting, which is going to be a mutual support group that honors all pathways to recovery because recovery is unique for everybody. Uh, I'm also going to be leading this group and I'll be providing tools and coping skills to manage stress, relationships, and recovery in a healthy, balanced way. That's cool. So there's something for everybody. Um, How can people join? Uh, The main way to join is to get connected. Come by one of the recovery meetings or you can reach out to me personally. You can shoot me an email at collegiaterecovery at health.ucsd.edu or stop by my office, room 100D in Student Health Services. You can also stay up to date with the recovery program by following us on Instagram at UCSD Recovery. Thank you so much, Morgan. This concludes this episode of Hero's Journey. If you are interested in sharing a story of your own, fill out the Google form on the Health Promotion Services Instagram at UCSD HPS called Hero's Journey Volunteer Form. You can also fill out the Hero's Journey feedback form. Stay tuned for our next episode of Hero's Journey, and thank you for listening.